Nico Rosenberg podcast as we get back into this meal. And I use the term meal because as I dissect every fragment or every segment, you know, I am I'm, I'm fascinated in, in, in learning more about who you are and the things that have propelled you in this direction. As, as we continue this journey, we finish through the Marine Corps. We go through now being involved and being aware of your traveling experiences and coming back and seeing the same guy, different guys, but the same scenario. Right. And wanting to make a difference. Yes. And you run for councilman. Right. First ward. Right. You lose. Fourth ward, I ran and I lost. Moved to first ward, ran and won. Right. And you now are propelled to, I'm going to take a giant step here to run for mayor, <laughs> city of Patterson. Okay. Let me ask you this. Was that your ultimate goal? No. Being mayor was never even a consideration. I was trying to serve, I mean, my, my, my bachelor's degree is in criminal justice with okay. a minor in sociology. I obtained my master's in urban education with a concentration in uh, community-based services. And my mother was and is one of those people who believes that uh, you've got to give back. So um, seeing what I saw, I worked, I was a DIFAS worker, child abuse and neglect. I was one of the, an FSS3. I ran the Boys and Girls Club. I was a youth director of education there. Mm. So, you know, the recurring theme was that we're broken. I mean, there's no way to talk about it. We're, we're broken. No, I respect the honesty. Yeah, we, we, we were a broken city. Um, we had 400 plus churches. We still do. Or we had about 300 something churches. We have 400 churches yet. The spiritual essence of the city is, I can't even tell you where it is. I can't quantify. I can't qualify it. But we have a lot of churches. And usually, um, at least I'm believing, that where you have a lot of churches, that spirituality, that, that, that faith, that many of these challenges we face should have been arrested, mm. should have at least been underscored, highlighted, reduced, minimized, eliminated, at least I think. Yet the problems from my childhood remain. When I was a kid, um, just say no. Well, we said no. We said no to a lot of things. We said no to bad politics. We said no to slums. We said no to the inequalities. We said no to all that stuff. We said, we said no to a lot of stuff that didn't change anything. Mm. Um, our leaders oftentimes were waylaid into all kinds of nonsense. We as the people, we bought the nonsense. Um, Profound. And, yeah, so the, the, the evolution, it didn't occur. Now, mayor was not this epiphany that happened to me one day it, it wasn't that because uh, i'm curious to no. like what, what what was that light bulb going off moment oh it was a, it was a light bulb right it was exactly this um i had done council i had done council at large and i realized that on the council you can't move an agenda it was that simple um I, so for the for the layman when you say an, an agenda right my agenda as mayor, my agenda as council, my, agen my agenda as council at large, my agenda as an advocate for parents whose kids were not um, receiving a thorough and efficient education. I'd go and I'd advocate. I'd sit with the principal and the parent and I'd question the IEP. I'd question why they're failing. 
It is that my child, my children, my nieces, my nephews, all my cousins one day could experience some of the things I experienced. Now, let me tell you, um, my life in Patterson wasn't always a bed of roses. I got stopped by the police as a child walking from 11th Avenue to Eastside Park. The police officer asked me what I was doing in the neighborhood. Years later, I buy a house uh, two blocks from that location. Walking with my granddaughter, I go, and it hit me. That's where that cop stopped me. <clears throat> he had no re I mean, I wasn't doing anything. I was a skinny kid walking. But he stopped me, asked me what I was doing in the neighborhood. At the time, it was uh, heavily Jewish. So I was out of place. Mm. All uh, these things were, uh, they, they were choking me. And, and, and as you experience this, your, your fuel to propel you, mm. you know, because you said being a mayor was not on your agenda. No. I'm not a, I used to be a shy guy. I was really shy. What's so funny? I, <laughs> I was a shy I guy. I passed you many times in City Hall. Uh, a shy guy isn't the energy I pick up from you. No, I was a shy guy. I was, um, I was a house mouse. I was, I was uh, that's why I said my brother was my, my big guy. He was my guy, because I wasn't that guy. I wasn't social. I didn't know, I was afraid to talk to girls. I didn't know any of that stuff. <laughs> I wasn't that guy. I was a guy who, would sit back and figure stuff out. I, I don't know how I did it or why. But I was also a very passionate guy. Whatever I believed in, I believed in. And I, I might have been wrong, and probably a lot of times I was. But um, I was convinced from, again, the people who were in my life and, and leadership, the people I believed were true to what they believed in. And listen, I got disappointed by a lot of them. A lot of them who would profess one set of things and did something else. There was a whole lot of that. Um, but I stayed my course. Um, I don't take what's not mine. I have no reason to lie, and so I don't. I may exaggerate the truth in terms of a story, but <laughs> I love hey, I'm good. <laughs> I, lo I love the way you you um you added some um what's the word I'm looking for in the Colorf in, in colorful in the, yeah in, in the culinary world they they, they, they they call it like a garnish yes. a around the some truth. embellishments, but you know listen, I I have no intention to deceive you, and part of my my truth serum is. At 18, I was responsible for the lives of 33 men. That was my task. Um, some looked like me, some didn't, but I was responsible, so I understood responsibility. But I always understood that where I came from was broken. That, I mean, that, that doesn't go away. Yeah, yeah. And when you travel the world, and you travel parts of the US, and you see progress, well, is it us? Am, is there a DNA failure going on? I mean, it, it's, listen, I became a, deep, I was a deep thinker from before, but now I learned how to focus my thinking. So, Mayor, no, Mayor wasn't, Mayor wasn't that. Mayor was part of disappointment. It, it was, it was disappointed that there were folks who was representing the city and we couldn't get an agenda together. The agenda, and, and I'm African American, and if I met with six people, I'm gonna be labeled as dealing with just black folks. That's not what I'm doing. The guy who saved my life wasn't black. The guy <clears> whose <throat> life I saved wasn't black, mm. always. But you know, we cast that, that dispersion is often cast. I wanted, to, I wanted to jump into that real quickly, and thank you for breaking the yoke on that, because I am curious to understand, not when you were propelled into, propelled is the right word, when you made the transition into running for mayor, mm -hmm. I want to go microscopic on this journey. Okay. Who or what was the thought that said, let me go run for mayor? 
Um, well, it didn't, if you could remember, yeah, it didn't actually go. Let me run for mayor. It was um, more along the lines of um, I understand Faulkner, which is the law of the land. I understood ordinances and resolutions having served on the council. I was aware. I knew it. I had the background in criminal justice. I had been teaching at the university, criminal justice and uh, public safety and a bunch of other things. So, and, and so I was aware and I was very conscious that um, while the system is broken, it is the system we have. So at the council, we had gone through a transition where um, we were moving from one mayor of one atmosphere moving upward and now it was in the hands of the minorities the people mm -hmm. and um, the then mayor marty barnes who took over after bill pasquale jumped over to assembly he had his plan his agenda he wanted to get some things done we didn't always agree and i never curbed my tongue i never would disrespect him publicly but listen we ain't on the same page homeboy that's just the same that thing and uh, obviously, I was not always liked because people thought, oh, you messing with Marty. No, 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 no. I come from a different place. My place is I'm worried about me and mine. I mean, it's that simple. It's me and mine. And when I say mine, I'm not talking about just family. I'm talking about people I know, people who knew me from all those programs. I have 2,800 kids at Boys and Girls, about 1,800, 2,800, 800 kids at Boys and Girls Club. I was responsible for their uh, after school program, their recreation, their educational support. Their parents. I coached. I coached baseball for eight years as the head coach. Mm. So I'm vested. You're you're in it. I'm vested. I left this place. I traveled the world. I saw the world. I came back. We were stuck and stupid. So I didn't need anybody to tell me you are, but they did tell me it ain't your time. And I listened to somebody one time, Bill uh, Klein, who's on the council. Marty was going to run for mayor, um, and rest his soul. Um, and he told me Central Time. And him and Bill, Marty and Bill, ran for mayor um, and told me it wasn't my time. And I decided at that point in time, nobody will ever tell me again when it's, your time. when it's my time. So it was faith more than anything. And I'll say that without, without an equivocation, it was faith. I believed that um, my path, my destiny, my purpose was to at least put myself out there. Not the victory, I didn't know what the victory was gonna be, but put myself out there. I had heard people tell me, you should run for mayor, and you know, I was like this, and of course my parents were like, my parents and family's like, they say that to everybody, you know? <laughs> um, the family was like, are you sure? I'm like, what am I gonna do? I mean, I was sort of raised for this, I was born for this, I think. And so, um, the echoes got louder, the support came. Woke up that day and we won, and I'm like, oh snap! <laughs> <laughs> oh, snap. But, I, but there was an agenda. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. oh there was definitely an agenda. It, it, was it? Was it? Was it just like that wow moment? Like you couldn't believe? Oh yeah, it was. I cried at uh, St. Luke's Church when I forgot the pastor who did the um, pre-inaugural ceremony. There was some words he said that touched me um, because when folks invest in you and they give you, you see their, their lives yeah. in terms of control and support and, and the hope. I mean, I was overwhelmed. I teared up. I, I, I couldn't hold back the tears. Um, obviously, um, you know, things do happen, but I, I was on a mission. Mm -hmm. I was on, this was a simple mission and it was, uh, maybe I should have sent the memo out to everybody <laughs> else, but I was on a mission. Wow. The mission was 
um, for us to be what I believed we could be. I mean, and when I say agenda, that's what I mean. I had no intentions to rise to another level. That was my agenda. I, was, are you kidding me? First of all, half the people you talk to want to stab you. The other half want to kick you. Yeah. <laughs> it's clear. What do you take? It's clear. Wow. And, and then those who, who love the idea, I mean, there's still hope. I mean, I was perceived by many of the seniors as their grandson, the hopeful grandson they had in their eyes, mm. by mothers whose sons might have been incarcerated, by sisters who lost a brother. I mean, I, I, I felt it. Yeah, yeah, I you represented it. all that. I, yeah. You know, as, 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 we, as we're dissecting this movement, and thank you so much for being so microscopic with regards to that experience and, you know, finding out that day. Can I go back to walking into City Hall? Sure. As the mayor. Oh. Oh, yeah. Did, did you have a pinch myself moment? Um, it was the night that um, the tally came in um, and I dropped to my knees. We were at the church on North, on, on North First Street. Reverend Stafford Miller was I know exactly where the church is. And when we had won, um, I, I was shocked. I mean, I was shocked. I mean, because you can't, you can't know that uh, a population is going to vote for you because that's pretty much saying that they believe in what you had espoused. Uh, you cannot imagine that that next morning, because I didn't know how, how it plays out. I, there was no rule book. There was nobody who explained to me, okay, if mm. you win, this is what you do. Right. So that night, um, after we win, we leave Reverend Stafford's church. We come down to City Hall. This mob of people there. Um, I think we had a headquarters at the restaurant down the street. We did. Our headquarters was down the street. Um, it, I mean, there were people that I had never seen before. <laughs> They're there. Um, my wife, my kids were there, and I'm concerned for them because I don't know. I mean, you know, there's a lot of people here. And there's a, a line of motorcycle car, uh, police motorcycle vehicles there. And this is the formal or informal way of passing the baton. Because <clears throat> even though there was a mayor, you're the new mayor come July 1. And uh, okay, now the head has to be screwed on because what, what just happened? Wow. Um, so we're ushered into an SUV and we're taken down to Jacksonville. And uh, they announce it. Everybody that's in Jacksonville, we, you know, we're the clapping and I'm a little bit like, what's going on? What's next? Because again, there's no. But no, this is what you ran for. No, this you, is what you you no you, no no. This is what you. I didn't was, run for the adulation. I didn't run for any of that stuff. I ran to be able to sit at the desk and do the work, get the work done with a team. That's what I ran for. I didn't know about the pomp and circumstance. I didn't know. That's not my thing. I don't do pomp and circumstance. I don't do it well at all. When we did the ball, I, uh, it was overwhelming. I mean, it was six, 700 people at, uh, the, at the Venetian. I told my son as we were riding there, and they must have a couple of events here tonight. He said, <laughs> Dad, Dad, they're here for you. And I'm going, what? And it was like, oh, really? We walk in, they're there for the inaugural ball. <clears throat> and I'm, I'm, what? So, you know, it didn't take long to get adjusted, but yeah, no, it was a punch you in the gut kind of moment. It was wow. It was that. Score Rosenberg podcast as we sit here with the Honorable Jeffrey Jones, former mayor of the city of Patterson, dissecting those moments that mm. everybody want to hear, you know, yeah. experience that that that, that walk. 
Oh. You know, and thank you so much for being so detailed. And I'm going to take a break. And you know, this is where we're going to come to the extended VIP hour. Okay. Because when we come back, I want to go into now you're in. Mm. I want to hear some of the wins and losses you experienced. <laughs> okay. While you were in. You got a so, BC powder because I'm a D1. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be back right after these messages. SQR Podcast, Jeffrey Jones, Patterson, former mayor, one. SQR Podcast, the honor, the pleasure I've had to learn or know the Honorable Jeffrey Jones, former mayor of the city of Patterson is, you know, I consider myself blessed because everybody sees the pomps and circumstance that comes with being the mayor mm. or, and, um, I am honored to be able to sit here and, and just dissect your life mm. and hear your story and just really understand that behind the mayor title, there's a human being who's dealing with the realization that, oh, shit, I'm, I'm, I'm a mayor right now. Right. And I have seen you. I'm going to be very honest with you. I've seen you running around while I was going through Patterson doing you know what I do for a living. And I'm always fascinated by you know, this guy who's running around with, you know, the security and, you know, doing this and doing that. And I'm, I, don't, I, I just couldn't understand, you know, where that came from, you know, and from the person looking in, it's like, wow, I'm now here sitting with you hearing your story. So let me just speed up a little bit. And as we get ready to go through the last segment, I'm fascinated by now your mayor now you're dealing with mayor stuff. <laughs> and I'm, I'm trying to be diplomatic when I say huh? stuff. Come right out and put it out there. <laughs> you're dealing with mayor shit. Right. Um, how did you handle the, the losses? Because, you know, you, you, you hear the stories out there. You read it in the paper. You know, you, 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 you're out there, you're, you're now in the position, you're not expected to turn Patterson into this booming city. Mm -hmm. The road issue, the, the bullshit I came up, how did you handle that? Well, uh, <laughs> some will say we didn't. <laughs> um, Preach on that. Okay. The, in the transition, from one administration to another, your department heads and your team meet with the existing department heads and you kind of get a good sense as to what is and what isn't as best you can. Budget, staffing, priorities. I mean, you, you, you better do that. And it's sort of a revealing. And it's a, they call it a book. And we transition one book to another from one uh, administration to another. And it's our goals, our objectives, um, our plans. And obviously, uh, the incoming administration doesn't have to accept, abide, listen, or care. But it is your story, and that's what I received from the previous administrator, some of the things he had done and wanted to do. And you take them, and we went through, and we saw things that we thought were of value, and we use those, and others we incorporate our own. So the challenge in Patterson, uh, was and is that we were underpaid, underfunded, 
We have a declining tax base, which pretty much means that of the 23,000 taxpaying properties, businesses, and all the rest of them, the largest share of the burden was on the property owner, the homeowner. With, which is kind of crazy considering how much industrial, well, commercial properties and... Well, and, and from... Your, your basis there just seems to be off. Exactly. So the myth is that every building is paying their fair share, and it's not true. Most of the buildings, this building we're in right now, in its heyday, may have been paying market rate and whatever the tax implications were. But during the decline of the economy and other things, when other businesses exited, then the footprint that this building has, which you would say, okay, well, this should still be paying their taxes. No, they are mm -hmm. able to go and present a case that says, no, we're mm -hmm. not at full value. And that's AKA the tax appeal. And then, or an abatement or whatever the instrument is. And so instead of, let's say the example is them paying, paying $16,000 per quarter um, through the process, they're paying 5,000. So you multiply that by many of these buildings, and by buildings I mean corporate type. Um, or they pay their fair share, but they do the tax appeal because the tax rate, the tax burden is off kilter. They wind up getting back $600,000 at the end of the year, but you as a taxpayer or a property owner, you don't get that back. Yeah, true, true. So you also had the um, something I really couldn't understand nor appreciate, Patterson's police and fire departments represented 14% of our budget. And that's quite significant. And yeah. What's the typical representation in other well, municipals' budget across the U.S.? I, I'm sure that police and fire are always the lion's share of any budget. It's just what they are, 24 hours a day. You have five on two, five and two, you know, the, the schedules of their work, police cars, equipment, training, all of that. So it's, it's a heavy burden. But for safety, we say, who cares? I want that. Do you get it? Well, that's another story, it's debatable. Mm. So you've got uh, police and fire, public safety at 14% um, of your budget. You've got public works who are just as instrumental, and oftentimes we don't see that, but have a strike, have garbage piled yeah, up, yeah, have roads yeah. with potholes, yeah. have snow removal. Like we have, yeah, that market street, that, that street from, um, uh, it's not market, it's, uh, Driving across from um, when you cross where Passaic Community College is on the right, College Boulevard. Yeah, you know that whole street right there. That was just crazy during you know a couple winters ago where the road was just deplorable. And and right, okay, so perfect segue. So public works guys and gals do garbage, uh, recycle, and every other little oddity that the public deems. Quality of life right. stuff. Quality of uh, even better. And yet they were making some $15,000 a year. That's just not possible. But they have a union who negotiated that for years and they've been getting, you go, what are you talking about? You're grown men with families, I can make $15,000 a year. But if you're desperate or whatever the case is and you agree to it. So our goal was, one of our agenda items was to bring that component of quality of life to a fair, meaningful wage. Base level, 25,000. And of course mm. we have to negotiate that, but 
I've got to have you at least $25,000 a year. Now, of course, again, if you're not bringing new businesses, you're not bringing all that mm. in, how do you do this? Yeah, where's so, the money come from? You seek grants, you seek everything you can. And one of the things we were trying to do was the Municipal Utilities Authority, I don't know where they know it, the falls are. Yeah. It's a hydroelectric plant. So my goal was, and I hope any prospective mayor or anybody else who's thinking, who's listening to this, um, I figured it out. It's really quite simple. If every household, every home had solar panels on it, and since we own it, and it is a part of the, public, the, the Board of Public Utilities, it's its own entity, like PSC&G, then all of the energy that is collected through solar, we route it through there. We don't have to pay PSC&G. We are our own energy company. We transition the guys from public works to become maintenance and installers. We create a new economy. And then we hire or lease out public works to a, a company, if you will, hold them to a different standard. We don't have to worry about negotiating these kinds of things. But, um, and I met with Nautilus. Nautilus offered, uh, it was embarrassing. Uh, they were talking about 180 million, but not to us. We were gonna get a one-time shot of $18 million. That, you must be out your mind. Mm. Now, I already know I own the utility authority. I own it, we the city own it. I already know that solar panels on roofs, and now the state's giving away solar panels to New Jersey. Yeah, they are, which they so, are. So we would have been making, every, every time the sun is up and hits a solar panel, that's energy. PSE&G bought it, would be buying it. Yeah, because you're we dumping would, back on their, their system. Into their grid, and they gotta pay us for it. And then we would also get the SRECs. So that was the plan, that was the goal. That's why we went to India. We went to mm. India to find out about the production of solar panels to get that here. But part of the challenge of being a mayor is you can tell your, you can express your vision. And as soon as you do, members of the council who want your see others are gonna do what they can to stomp that dream. Which is kind of counterproductive because- oh, ain't, no kind of, ain't no kind of in it. Ain't no kind of in it. It is, it is abysmal, but it's also what we see in state-level politics, so, so federal I, level. So you're pushing these agendas, which is going to be beneficial to not only residential, right. but to the whole community of Patterson on, on its own. And, you know, we're dealing with these budgets and we're dealing right. with the adjustments of everything. And, you know, as a layman, right. you know, driving around and, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm losing a tire when I hit this pothole, right. you know, and, and as, as the mayor, how did you deal with those complaints <laughs> well i had a i you know listen i was blessed and fortunate to have been able to meet and hire and he accept the position christopher coke as the director of public works and it was the first time the city of patterson had employed a person who actually had an engineering degree <laughs> for that position <laughs> really <laughs> young african uh young jamaican oh big uh, big up big up big up my yards <laughs> and he, uh, born and raised in this town, loved the city, had, had the right spirit, and was willing to take the cut from his previous job, which was railroad construction company, and he saw it, and he wanted to, he wanted to do the work. And um, all the directors were aware, you run your shop. I, I don't need to run your shop, I got other things to do. You run your shop. And so what he did was he advocated for them to get salary increases, to get them trained. I mean, we did a lot of stuff. One of the things we tried to do was instead of the city contracting outside folks to do the work, if we train our guys at Public Works to do the mm. masonry, the carpentry, mm. and other stuff, then you would pay, right. 
Uh, but these are all visionary stuff that you have to be in office a while in order to, to move. Implement. Right. Yeah. But the savings would have been immeasurable. The solar MUA construct alone should have amassed us upwards of a couple hundred million dollars on our own, our control. But you got to get there. You got to negotiate with the board of the MUA, who is an autonomous agency. They were open. They, we went to India together. You then got to convince the council where are you going? You gotta, we already had a conversation with PSCNG. We already talked to Nautilus and a couple other energy providers. We had done the, the due diligence, but we weren't ready to pull the trigger yet because we had some other things to do because I needed to transition public works guys. And, and believe me, there's training. There's some education involved. So it's not a, here's my idea, let's do it tomorrow. This is some planning. This is to make sure everybody's on board. And this is also to ensure that your adversaries who could be at the state level representing your city, could be at the county level, representing your city, could be at the federal level, representing your city, aren't trying to undermine your efforts. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and but but, but let, let's, get, let's, get, let's get real on this. Okay. Your term is four years. It's a four-year term. You got two years to get the work done. That's impossible. Yeah, that's the way it works. When you accept that task. That's um, what, what, a, what you're telling me Sounds like it needs a four to eight, ten year. Yes. Without no, seriously. No, without question. No, it's an eight year. Yeah, run. yeah, easily. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna just jump past that because it just sounds like this slippery slope that you were told to climb to okay. accomplish this. And as I get ready to dissect this, I, I wanna I want I wanna ask you this. So here you are with these great ideas, these innovative ideas to really implement these things. But then you're getting a lot of crap shoveled your way, mm -hmm. you know? Well, you I, mean the $76 million budget deficit we inherited? Number one. <laughs> let's, yeah, yeah, let's yeah, put yeah, it out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. I, that, I'm also, you know, this, this overtime bullshit, overtime whatever, what's the word I'm looking for? What's the adjective I'm looking for here? This, this whole thing I came with in the news about this over It was political. It was all political. It was all political. Um, and I stand today, and the reason that I can sit here as the honorable is because there was never a criminal, because you never, you notice that. There was never, ever the word. Unlike my boy who right now who's got right. oh, And others. But we as a public, um, no, I can say it. We as a public, um, we like sensationalism. So we do, and we were in the paper for 19 straight weeks. Now, it was it was a lot of publicity. It was a lot of publicity, and it was designed to undermine my reelection. And it wasn't about anything we had done. It was about me not continuing because there was a different agenda for Patterson, and I wasn't on board with that agenda. Now I didn't know what it was, but I'm not on board with it. When I took the roles of mayor, I'm in charge. I got that. I understand that. But you're supposed to kiss rings. You're supposed to do that. That ain't me. So that's where that comes from. So, uh, and I, I just want to, because you opened this, this can, um, FEMA, which goes into Federal Emergency Management Agency, um, I read. I read the standards. You can read the standards. 22 other cities did the same thing, whereas directors were compensated for work during the emergency. It's allowed. Um, the process is an emergency comes, you expend the labor. Mm -hmm. You then have to justify it. 
So the city pays it out. We pay you to overtime. We pay for all this, and that's part of the process. But the federal government doesn't reimburse you. They pay you 75 cents on every dollar you spend. You have to justify. And they send someone and go, who's that? What did they do? What's the proof? <clears throat> so we were aware, I was keenly aware that, um, yeah, the directors could submit the overtime. But the press and those who were engaged and wanted to undermine understood that the sensitivities of many of the folks in the public would be, oh, they're stealing, because we had gotten attuned to stealing. We didn't steal. And again, I say, where's the cuffs at Jeff Jones? Where's the indictment for Jeff Jones? Where's the criminal action? There was no, and still won't be any. Why? Because they found out that they can play us like a spinning top. And we still buy it. We still buy it. So the checks, and that's the thing that cracks me up, um, there's an employee, don't know who it is, but there was an employee who obviously was um, involved, engaged, or supporting a different candidate. And I got it, it happens, it's part of the game. And they decided once those checks or the timesheets were submitted, now I, I was not aware of it, and I was thankfully vindicated by that, but I was not aware of that, and I have no reason to. I don't sign timesheets, it's not my thing. I have staff for that. Um, but this person decided that they were going to, once they saw it, and I guess it's okay, I, I ain't got no malice against you, they faxed it to the press. Mm. Okay, I, I got it. My answer remains my answer. The law doesn't say that, even the mayor, it doesn't say he can't receive it, but I understand I'm a full-time salary person, so I'm not entitled to any other compensation. I understand that. But the law is so ambiguous, and then I think when the third or fourth day, other cities, 22 others, were found out to have done the same thing because it's ambiguous. But in their communities, you didn't see this 19 days on the front page. You didn't see that. And that's what we do when people want control. Um, sometimes we give them that control by getting caught up into some kind of mess like the previous, the current mayor. Yeah, yeah I was about to ask yeah, you about that. Yeah. I was about that's to a different, that's, a, that's, that's totally different. No, because it seems like you, you know that when people would have an ulterior motive, they kind of push this agenda to get right what you know so uh, okay all right so score rosenberg podcast my god this is getting so interesting right here i have to take a quick break we're gonna come back and i want to wrap mm -hmm. i'm gonna wrap with this i want to wrap with the two profound questions i always ask my guest sure and um i know you're gonna hit this for a home run so let me take a quick break. I might back. just bunt it. SQL <laughs> <laughs> Podcast, for Rosenberg Radio, the Honorable Jeffrey Jones. Why? SQR Podcast, Score Rosenberg Radio, as we get ready to wrap up on um, this fascinating, introspective, and. Um, I'm looking for the right adjectives here because, you know, when, when you hear the title mayor, you don't understand the person behind that title. And Score Rosenberg podcast, my viewers, my listeners right now, you are privy to find the person behind that title. And I'm so thankful that you were so vulnerable. So here we have walked through every chapter of your life. And we're now here where the mayor you dissected, you've, you've, you've told in, in, in a very eloquent manner the shit you had to deal with. <laughs> you know, and because I, I, I can't come up with a, with a lack of a, with a better term. 
However, let me ask you this. As you navigated the waters as mayors, realizing the goals you want to accomplish, mm -hmm. the things you want to get done, and really being aware of where you are right now, what were, what was one of your highlights and what was one of your biggest disappointments? And give me the highlight first. Okay. The highlight um, has to be um, that for a moment, and only for a moment, that people believe change could come. There was a belief. This, it was austere. It was, it, was, it was exciting. Let me interrupt you. Change did come. Agreed. And it wasn't just a black face or a child of Patterson. It was that people believed that the things that we said we wanted to do could be accomplished. They had faith. No, but, but let's go back. Obama. I was pre, no, Obama happened before me. That's right. And no, but, but Obama was the, maybe the, 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 the earthquake. That he was created, the antithesis of Yeah, of that the created change. a tsunami. Agreed. That Agreed. came. You know, because I remember, can I ask you this? Mm-hmm. Sure. What, what, what am I about to ask you right now? What was it like hanging with the dog, the big dog? <laughs> oh, it was all that in a bag of cheese doodles. It was, it was, it was not. Um, well, let me just help. We, our administration was fortunate that all while he was in office, we were often invited to be on conference calls with him. Okay. So we must have been on 30 or 40 conference calls. And it, it wasn't about Jeff Jones talking to the president. I invited public and staff members, department heads, to be in the conference room. We even did one when we were up in the council chambers so that the public would understand that if we stay closed-minded, closed-spirited, closed everything, we'll fail to see our horizon, our opportunities. Mm. So I wanted them to hear, and, and I remember as much <laughs> as it was yesterday, um, you'd, we'd get the, um, the sequence, the code, to call in the number, and they tell you the po point in time, they tell you no media, and so we didn't invite media, um, but they wanted the public. Yeah. And so we would do the invitations, and uh, people would come in, and then we're sitting, and you hear the White House chime, ching, 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 ching and it's going on. And then you hear, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining on the call. Um, and they give you the background on the purpose of the call, or at least some degree. And then they'll say, and the, the next voice you'll hear will be President Barack Obama. And everybody's like, yeah, <laughs> no. Oh and I'm like that, too. Yo, I'm going, what was, that, what was that like? Oh, man, it was awesome. It was awesome. I mean, it was awesome. And then he gets on the phone. Hello, everybody. This is Barack. <laughs> you go, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and he was just so he yeah. was so suave and so cool hey everybody this is Barack and then he just goes into it and he tells you um, the challenges with Congress and he didn't say Republican Congress he said Congress so I understood it was both Democrats and Republicans who were messing with him I understand that um, but it was important that we the public we the people understood at least in my eyes that we had gotten that much closer to change and reform. Um, and I don't need, it wasn't for me to be the only one on the call, could have been. It was for us, you know, this message, this closeness, this 
this sort of eruption that needed to happen, we were there. So did you see the parallels or did you appreciate the parallels of the fact that here was our first African-American president? We were twins. It was twins. Our, our administrations went through the same stuff. Exactly. It was identical in every way. We both were faced with a massive budget deficit. We both were faced with all kinds of this shit from the previous scrutiny. administration. Yeah, we were we were faced we were faced with the doubt of the public. Um, listen, the the system had created this negative narrative, and that's what they did. I I was not endorsed by anybody. I we won boldly, and so of course you know again the thing about politics is if you're supported endorsed by the machine then the machine will protect you up until you don't do what they want but mm -hmm. when you go in there guns blazing the machine's like yo he's after our job I, again mm -hmm. i had no expectation that was my thing but i'll tell you what if congress came i'm going for it i'll go for it mm -hmm. because i found out the mayor's office as nice as it was to make the differences i was trying to make the problem wasn't at the mayor's office we changed mayors and council members like underwear but the, the, the real power, the one that should bring the federal dollars to it, we never changed that. It's been there 30 years. Mm. Yeah, we won't wake up to that. And I have a problem with that. Score Rosenberg podcast. Just, just, just understand the political right I'm taking you on right now. Because everybody understands that the, 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 the chemistry in the show is your story. But your story comes with so many mm accolades and garnishes around the me it's unbelievable mm. thank you for for educating my my viewers on this sure as, as we continue to navigate right so you speak to barack <laughs> you, you realize you realize the parallels yes and the synonymous energy yeah, that you're both experiencing mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. and we are the word I'm looking for here. I want to say blessed. I want to say inundated. Where I want to say reminded of nature's power. Mm -hmm. But that hundred-year flood, right, that hit Patterson, New Jersey, right, right, right. Yeah, we were uh, well prepared. We had. Um, I'm a trainer too. I'm a contract trainer, so I have background in getting people prepared, and I've taught at the university, so moving a student from not knowing to competency is what I do. I'm good at it, and it's important, and that's not being arrogant or egotistical. That is, I am good at it. It's one of my blessings, and so when I picked the team to be the directors, um, it was necessary because of our potentiality, fires, flood, all those other conditions that we be prepared. So our emergency disaster team, um, we were trained. We were led by people who had been in the city before I got there. We were led by people, our fire chief, folks. We talked with the people of emergency management. We all got trained in it, so mm. we were aware. We knew about the low spots, thanks to Chris Koch, understanding about uh, engineering, about how our sewer and our water systems are. Um, about the dam, I mean, about the, the Great Falls. Oh, yeah. So we were aware, we were tracking the storm, we were prepared, we were putting out the information, we were doing it. We had talked to uh, Verizon, we had talked to PSNG, we had meetings with them in the police headquarters, contingency meetings, we talked to Home Depot. We had everybody ready to go, so we were prepared, okay? We were prepared. Not one loss of life, um, 
We had emergency shelters ready to go. I mean, we had it all. Now, by no stretch of imagination am I suggesting that what we endured has uh, matches any way to the challenges that uh, Texas, True. Um, the islands, Puerto Rico, no. But we had our own version. All of this portion of River Street. Especially exactly where this studio is located right now. We all the way across the street, uh, six feet up on all those properties over there. We were completely underwater. Underwater on both sides. And so, um, and manhole covers popping. <laughs> Manhole, I mean, I was standing not close to one, but what popped? And I'm going, what was that? Water gushing out. So, yeah, it doesn't compare to the challenges that we see today, but we, it was ours. With the density we have, with the fact that if one of the major corridors gets shut down, what do we do? <clears throat> the fact that you can't traverse uh, Patterson's terrain unless you go up out of, up on uh, Totowa Avenue, go all the way down to Route 80 or Route 46, come all the way back on the east side. That's the only way you could get to Patterson. True. Or you have to go all the way down, um, you know, you couldn't go down North Main, you couldn't go to East Main. Forget about go, it. Right. In a boat, you could. Well, okay, we were doing swift water rafting because houses on Hillman and uh, East Main and, and uh, Bergen Street, they were flooded up to the first floor. Yeah, so they had yeah. basements and then they had the first, first floor was flooded. So we were going through that, and it took, uh, I mean, it took a long time for the waters to recede. Yeah. And when they did, they were left with muck from the river for about a foot to a foot and a half with all kinds of contaminants in it. So we, but we were prepared, that's my point. We knew about every building that had potentials. We knew about, we, we knew it. I mean, we had this thing. And so um, no one talks about that. Why should they? And the whole 19 weeks, no one talked about our preparedness, our readiness. No one talked about the senior citizens. Who let, let me, let me, let me just, you know, and, and I'm, I'm thankful for for your expression on, on all that thing you said as we were prepared. But let me ask you this: mm -hmm. the flood happens. Yes. The news. Everybody's now focused on Patterson. Yes. <laughs> when did you know that Barack Obama was coming? Uh, well, that's an interesting. That, that in itself is a very interesting vignette, if you will. I didn't. Um, I was told he was gonna be here, I think, two days before he arrived. The police department was informed by the Secret Service weeks ahead, or days ahead, I guess, than I knew it. And that's the protocol. Um, public safety speaks to public safety. I'm okay. just an elected official, I'm not supposed to know that. But they are uh, the protectors of the public, so they knew that. And they had to coordinate where Secret Service would, rooftops, all that stuff, uh, evacuations. And don't forget, if anything had happened to him, God forbid, they had to have an exit strategy to get him out of here harm's way. Mm -hmm. So all of that had to go on. So I get a call from the chief of police, and he needs to come see me. He comes and sees me, and he tells me that um, <laughs> he had been to these meetings and that the President of the United States is coming. What? <laughs> it's just like that. What? Uh, very casual. Yeah, President Obama's going to be coming in. Um, they've been here in town looking, observing, whatever the case is. What? And so I'm feeling a bit weird because, wait a minute, I'm in charge. <laughs> I yeah, realize, yeah. no, you're not. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, this is the date he's coming and so forth and so on. And we'll get back to you with the details. Oh. They'll get back to you. Oh, yeah, because they're now in a uh, homeland security modality. 
okay? Because mm -hmm. you're talking about the most uh, powerful man in the world. Yeah. So uh, leaks, information being, you know, all that stuff has got to be maintained, even police officers. And they're all now being prepared for this coming. State police, uh, our local police, surrounding towns. Uh, what? Oh, surrounding towns. Oh, everybody had to be aware because in the evacuation of any kind, everybody's involved. So here's how the story goes. So I'm informed and uh, the detective who was assigned as my security detail, Mr. Claudie Robinson, he's brief because he's a police officer. And they take me to a uh, mayor and pick you up on, I think it was a Saturday morning, and pick you up from the house, our normal routine, and we have to be at Fairfield Airport by a certain hour. Okay, okay, so he at least knew that much. We get to Fairfield Airport, and then um, there's nothing but, I guess, I think there were Greyhound buses, but buses are now create a wall. You can't look inside, you can't see anything. They create a wall around the airport? Yes, sir. I mean, we're talking high level security. Helicopters flying over, <laughs> jets all over the, I mean, what the heck? Traffic is being slowed down. I mean, we in Oz. So we pull up into the airport. Um, and of course we have to go through the frisking and all this other stuff. And I'm in a suit. I'm, I'm about to meet the president, the man. I'm getting dressed up. Everybody else in khakis, even him. I'm, like, I'm, not, I'm hot, but okay. So I take the tie off and I'm looking all whatever. What? So um, we get in the airport. We're sitting down. I meet some of the other people who are going to be a part you know, of the let delegation. Me tell you, Score Rosenberg podcast. Guys, stay focused here. We're meeting the president of the United States. Oh, yeah. Go in. So now we're sit I'm sitting in there and... Um, Chop, and we call him. We're talking about it, and he said, "You excited?" I'm like, "Yeah, this is cool." And I'm thinking he's going with me. And they're like, "No, he can't go." <laughs> so, so we now have to coordinate. Okay, because um, they're not telling us where we're going or the route. I, we don't know. We're in the dark because this is maximum security. So um, I'm now allowed to go from the immediate waiting room out to the tarmac, and I'm being um, supervised. I don't know what to call. I'm being supervised, and now I'm on protective guard, if you will. And there's these uh, SUVs. There's little mini trucks with these guys with these khaki pants, black shirts, and rifles, hats. They're guys on top of the buildings. I mean, I'm like, oh man, this is the octagon. What? So, um, so they, I get over, uh, get in a van. And then there's other people. There's a congressman, there's a senator, there's a bunch of people there. And uh, we're all in this van, and now we're getting our instructions as to what's gonna take place. So we're sitting and we're waiting for his arrival. Meantime, there's helicopters, there's planes, there's guys with dogs, with guns. <laughs> I mean, Starlock 13 and a half was up in the house, and I'm like, whoa! Oh my God! Marine Corps, helicopters are landing, they're flying through, they're hovering, all this, I mean, it's exciting. And then uh, we hear noise, and we're talking amongst ourselves. I mean, they obviously have met the president more times than not. I'm in awe, and I'm trying to act, not act like schoolboy or schoolgirl, whatever, mm -hmm. but I'm excited. So his plane, I believe it's a plane he came down, because we couldn't see, they kept us back and away. Um, but again, we got instructions. Know this vehicle, we're in a black van, know the number, know the sequence, Something happened, we're gonna take off. So you better know where we are. And I'm going, what? 
What, what are we talking about? Now it's real. Yeah, oh, yeah. snap. That's right. This is a present. Somebody will shoot it and they're going to shoot us too. Oh, snap. <laughs> I mean, it's like, oh, snap. Oh, wow. <laughs> so this big black beast, his vehicle, um, which was already in Newark, I understand. And that team that was here, the people that were the scuba guys who were in the river, the, all these people that were in Patterson, what? they're already here. Oh, they're already here. I find out after, obviously. I don't know about this during. So he comes. I don't see him. Um, and then we're there maybe 40 minutes. And then all of a sudden, all right, we're ready to go. So I'm excited. And I'm hearing some stuff in the back I ain't happy about. Some people saying some stuff that I don't like. Some federal level representatives and that might be the way they talk but yo you're talking about the brother you know yeah, that's yeah, how i'm feeling yeah 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 yeah. so uh we get in line and there's a caravan maybe 14 vehicles um guys with the guns um state police is ahead um the local police or maybe support them i don't know um um what's it called secret service they're all there and we pull out and it is like Non-stop, not a car around. They don't stop and shut down everything. So we, yeah, you we, don't even stop for nothing. Not a light, not a bug. <laughs> we, so we're moving and we're moving. I mean, we're doing, I mean, we're, we're doing mock speeds. And so we're asking, where are we going? Where are we going? And yeah, they're telling them we're going to Wayne. So we went up to Wayne. We arrive in Wayne. They had they had been hit too. And um, we're getting our instructions again because he's on this earpiece, the young man who was driving. He explains to us what the sequence is going to be. We're going to pull in, and then um, you're going to go up by where the president and the delegation is, whatever the case is, and then we're going to do whatever. So I'm thinking, this is Wayne. It's going to do with me. Um, I'll go, but I'm going to kind of step back. I don't yeah. to say my thing. When we go to Patterson, that's me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> this is embarrassing, but it was my moment. <laughs> so I get out of the van. I help Senator Lautenberg. He's aged, and uh, just I don't know. I just felt like I need to keep up with him. And he's cool. He's a Patterson boy, so, you know, it's all that. So we walk up, and uh, I lag back a little bit because I'm taking this all in. I mean, yeah. they're devastated. It's furniture, you know, it's just tall, mounted on both sides. I mean, the devastation of people standing outside. And there's this big guy <laughs> with a blue check shirt and is not dark brown, but uh, uh, like a faded brown pair of khakis. It's Barack Obama. And he's standing in the middle of the street. <laughs> and I'm walking towards him with my black. <laughs> I had my black Hugo on. It was hot. <laughs> and as I get closer, I'm saying, that's him, that's him, that's him. And he turns around and he says, Mayor Jones? And I go, shit, he know my name. <laughs> I tell everybody that was my bitch moment. Because I, I was in awe. I, I, what else are you going to do? Oh, wait. <laughs> so when I, when I recovered, I'm like, okay, he know you coming. So I shook his hand. He shook mine. He was, you know, nice smile. Very nice personality, and uh, now we're doing the walk. So uh, that infamous picture that I see with both of you guys. Oh, that's us when we came to Patterson. Oh, okay, because okay. we're in Wayne, and I, you know, listen, th this mayor here has got to deal with his stuff. So yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm lagging back. He keeps looking back to see why I'm like lagging. I'm like, this is this guy's, yeah. But I'm also not that guy. I, you know, we go to Patterson. I'm out there. 
it ain't my thing. And all this press and these Secret Service, Uzis and whatever else they had to look at you all with, yo, I'm the man, but they're looking at you like, I'll shoot you. you know? So you, you know. So, but he's getting into the human emotion. He's hugging, embracing people. He's talking to them. You mean doing what the current president isn't doing? <laughs> well, he throw paper towels, so this, <laughs> that's all I can do. He throws paper towels, so okay, maybe that works. So, Go ahead. So he's, I mean, the people coming out, I mean, they're despondent. They're, mm -hmm. you know, they're, their worlds are upside down. This, this, this is a challenge. This man is embracing them. He's hugging them. He's, dem he's, he's showing something I just didn't think presidents do. And I've seen some do it, but I was there. Mm. So we walk down. We go one front door to another. People are looking inside. I'm not, listen, I'm not invading anybody's personal space. That's not my thing. I'm not doing it. Um, and again, he keeps looking back. Um, I forget the young woman. She's African-American. Um, she was on his staff, and she kept saying, Mayor, come on up. I'm like, I'm good, I'm good. And he looks back, and he gives you that look like, yep, yeah, what's wrong? So he got to do what he got to do. And so, um, so we do that. I think we're there about a half an hour. Then all of a sudden, um, not all of a sudden, but you get the moment when we're going back to the vehicles. So he and Governor Christie, are heading back and they're going they're riding he governor christie's riding in the van with him and the uh the beast with him yeah right. and we got to get to our van and i'm looking for senator lottenberg yes let's do that you know <laughs> well so anyway we wind up in the van now i have front seat by the way i was in the front seat of the van but of course he's older so he got the front seat for me <laughs> i wasn't too happy but i'm back there i'm riding with these people riding with um the director of FEMA, I'm riding with the um, congressman, two congressmen. And they're now leaving Wayne to go to Patterson. So we're leaving Wayne, and again, 14 vehicles or more. And we're coming down Route 23. Traffic is at a dead standstill. Ain't nobody moving. State police got it shut down. People out the car waving. I mean, they, people knew. We're flying down 23. I'm like, dang, we ain't gonna get the ticket, right? We're flying. <laughs> I mean, everybody's keeping up. When we get off of 23, we swoop on to 80. We're on 80. We're gunning. Traffic dead stop on the westbound side. Stop. People out waving. Mm -hmm. They can tell. We moving. We get to that exit uh, that you would get on 20, heading down 21. Yeah, downtown right there. And um, actually, no, we get off at. Uh, we get off at the Route 19 exit. Oh, okay, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, right there, Clifton, Bing. We come on in, and this is my town, so now they're asking me some questions. Mayor, uh, whatever it was, uh, whatever. So we get close to town. I'm thinking nobody knows, because I did tell my wife that supposedly he's, we're gonna come to town, go downtown. So my wife, my kids were there, they were all dressed in their finery. <laughs> it was sad, dude, they were all dressed up. I get on Main Street. They got these orange barricades, the tapes. Yeah, yeah. Both sides, wall-to-wall -wall people. I'm going, well, how'd they know? I didn't even know, you know. Yeah, what yeah, yeah. But now they're saying, man, this is one of the best welcomes receptions. You put on a good show. And I'm going, I didn't know this was happening, you know. So anyway, so we go through. As we turn the corner, I see my wife and daughter. And I'm trying to wave. <laughs> they can't see me. Later on, I got, I got ribbed for it because we got all dressed and we didn't even get to see him. <laughs> so we get to uh, uh, Presidential Boulevard 
and we I get know to exactly the where that is, right? right. Yeah, across the bridge, our street, um, not our street, um, across Lower West Main Street Bridge. Yeah, but how did you cross that bridge? Was it not flooded? No, that bridge was fine. They had cleaned it up, piled up some bags for media purposes. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, the devastation, the waters were high anyway, but no, we're there. Um, and this is the cool moment. This is another cool moment. So the driver says, what was that? He's on his headset. What was that? Okay. And he says, ladies and gentlemen, um, right now the president only wants to see Mayor Jones on the bridge. <laughs> Score Rosenberg podcast. Here's a classic moment. Yo, I haven't interjected. I haven't interrupted because I wanted to just go in, go in. And it's just, just Mayor Jones. And I got to go. <laughs> Ease on out. And so... Um, I get there and they're, you know, they're trying to, you know, going out there, you're going to have a couple minutes with the president, just you and him. You can talk about what you want to. I'm going to do that, you know. So I go on the bridge. He's there. We shake hands again. We do the brother thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Surprise. And I'm like, okay, this is cool. (laughs) So we're walking and then he gets like, what do you need? It's just like that. What do you need, Mayor? So um, I got a little out of character, not with him, but this one gentleman who for whatever reason, decided to tell him everything was intact, everything was was fine. Huh? I'm going, this <laughs> is my embarrassment. Can, yo, can, can, I, can I ask you before you give me, what was the nationality or the ethnicity? He wasn't a brother. Okay, all right, good. A little short fella. He's in the picture too. Matter of fact, he's in the picture on the right side of Obama and I. Okay. And I understood what he was doing, but it, it incensed me because the president had asked me stuff and you know, what do you need? We're here, we're gonna support you, whatever you need, whatever case is. That's what he said to me. Okay, got it. This little dude reaches around the president as I say, oh, everything's fine, we got everything. And I reach around and said, man, don't tell <laughs> I'm raising my voice, are y'all? And Obama says, man, it's okay, it's okay. Because <laughs> yeah. I, I, I mean, he, he had to call He me. picked up on the- on Yeah, because yo, listen, don't, is your name mayor? Yeah. You know, that's something, is your name mayor? You said mayor, what do you yeah. need? But of course, he wants to tell him, you know, FEMA's on point. We got all that. No, I got people who are, you know, impacted. No, I don't know what's going to happen. No, so, um, so he assured me everything's going to be fine, and I was like, okay. So I calmed wow. down and I laughed at myself. So we had our moment, and then um, that young lady, I forget her name again, though. But um, we're now ready for the photo walk. Wait, is that a walk? We walk back. They had a mic now on the bridge, and they had photographers galore. Um, and funny is all those uh, federal um, um, electeds had positioned themselves around the mic. <laughs> they had it on lock. And so the president, he's got the center spot. And again, he's looking like, where you at? Get up in the picture, you know, whatever the case is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, all, like, he's always seemed to be looking back for you. Yeah, like, And I'm like, where? <laughs> these, these dudes, they got it locked. There's no, there's no room. Even she's saying, get up there, get up in there, get it. I can't. I mean, big old Christy was in there. He wasn't Yeah, you know, he waddles into the photo. Everybody <laughs> else is just locked in. They ain't going nowhere. He's just a lowly mayor. We're Congress and senators. Yeah. And I'm going, oh, so I stood on the edge. That's why you see me there. I'm, listen, what am I going to do? I'm... I almost wow. knocked one guy out. I don't make me knock somebody else out. <laughs> so uh, he does, he says a few things to the press. He talks about how he met with me, talked with me about that, and he did. And he was as eloquent and as kind and as supportive as anybody I could have expected of that ilk. 
uh, in a city who was going through what we're going through. Mm. And it was, uh, for me, sort of the, the antithesis of what it's like when two men, two black men, at least in this case, of uh, responsibility um, were on point. Mm. I mean, it was, it, was, it was a crystallized moment for me. And so, uh, but, but trust me when I tell you, he's funny. Because where we walk it, we laughing, <laughs> it's like two dudes. And I'm going, really? I mean, I'm cracking jokes, he's cracking jokes. Yeah, that walk, that, that scene of you guys walking. We were cracking. We were cracking jokes. We were laughing about stuff. Not about the condition, just kind of cracking up. Cause yeah, yeah. We, and I think one of us, I think it was me, said, we go through the same stuff. You know? <laughs> I, I mean, I, I know it came out. Because yeah. he didn't know, but I'm like, yo, we going through the same stuff. So, wow, that relatability is what was right. I, you know, you could see that in that photo. Okay. For some reason, when I when I ever see that photo, uh, I'm like, yo, these guys are because not only do you look alike, yeah, <laughs> you, you follow, yeah. but it was just it was just a perfect storm. It was, yeah, it you was. know, because he's going through the same crap. Oh yeah. And here you are, and you guys are taking this monumental walk. Oh, it, I mean, it was every bit of that, and I like the way you said it. It was monumental and. I don't know that I appreciate it until later. Um, it was so much to it. But so we leave uh, the bridge, of course, and I'm thinking we're going back to Fairfield County Airport. And I'm going to say this dude, but most reverently and respectfully. And this dude says, tells whoever he tells. And we leave 80 and we go down to the Lowe's over there. Yeah. And there, over 21. There, over 20. There are 200, 250 people. There's barricades. Everybody's asking me, where are we going, man? Where are we going? I don't know. <laughs> but we going. And we pull into uh, Lowe's. And it turns out there's a pastor who was a member of a major national giving organization. And they had given. And one of the things they requested was that he would stop by. And that's mm. what he did. That's what we found out later. Okay. So we're in the van, and the driver calmly says, okay, folks, uh, we don't know where we're at, but uh, we're only going to be here a moment, so you don't have to get out the van. Everybody just stay put, and we're going to leave in a minute. Okay? And then out of nowhere, you hear, what's he doing? Obama had got out his vehicle, walked without Secret Service, went under the barricade and started hugging, loving on them people over there. And they were all up in it. And all you saw was people scrambling, Secret Service. Dude, to get over I there. got out the van. I ran over there, that's my people's. <laughs> so <laughs> I went over there and I'm just, I'm happy. It was more like when, um, what's his name from South Africa? Um, N Mandela. N Mandela. It was to me. It was Nelson Mandela when he was there, and he was people were just loving him, and it was that to me. I thought I saw that moment. Wow. And then um, I looked back, and I saw the other folks that was in the van trying to get out and get a piece of that love, but yeah, yeah, they yeah, were yeah. too late. So um, at that point in time, um, he stayed. We stayed there about fifteen minutes, twenty minutes. He's shaking hands. He's hugging people. They're taking. I mean, he's just he's just being cool. Yeah. So uh, they then pack up and head out. My driver's there. I get in with him. And I ain't going back to Fairfield. And uh, we were on cloud nine from there all the way back to town. Wow. It was, 
No, I, I, I really, I, I really appreciate you taking us on that walk. Mm-hmm. You know, especially not only from a mayor perspective who was supposed to be there, mm-hmm. but also from that that individual who was just so fascinated to be in that presence. Oh, it was. You know, and you know, it's like wow. I, I appreciate you for being so detailed. Mm-hmm. And as I get rid of the clothes, wow, what a what a interesting power we've had yes. and i need to have you back actually anytime so i can dissect more but as i get rid of the clothes on this score rosenberg podcast sqr radio we've definitely gone over because our guest demands that much time and you know not not demands but deserve that much time to educate our viewers or listeners on um what it takes to be driven inspired Hmm. and um to go up against the charade of the establishment Hmm. and still you know enjoy the wins and losses as an african-american man in today's society you know and, and and doing what you're doing and we were getting ready to close and um i am always pushed to ask my guests these two questions. And I'm gonna ask you these two final questions, but before I do that, I wanna let you know that you will be back on our show. You got it, my pleasure. I, I want to dissect more. Sure. And I want people to understand that politicians are people. Mm-hmm. Yes. And good, bad, and indifferent, I want them to be inspired. Well, why did he do that? Mm. And if you're that disgusted or inspired, you can do the same. Right. So. Okay. Honorable Jeffrey Jones. Yes, sir. Former mayor of Patterson. I give you this magic wand. Okay. And you have two things you can make an impact on this world. Ooh. Two things. Uh, what would be the first? Is uh, a wholesale lobotomy like something I could do? Because I'd like to reach into the craniums of many people and touch that spot and say, "Listen, it's it's it's, uh, that's big. It's really not um, what it's presented as. Um, As long as our thoughts, our minds, our hearts, our spirits." our purposes are controlled by an influence that you can't define, you can't touch, you can't check on every day, the them, the they's, then uh, we will wander aimlessly. And as long as the challenges that you faced as a child remain the challenges you face as a, a parent and then as a grandparent, then we need to take a look at the mechanisms that we're using to put either people in or take out or keep people in. So um, I don't know what it takes because we are susceptible to influences that are not part of who we are. They're attachments, Mm. but they've taken more hold and control. The other thing that the magic wand, if I could do it, um, and I'll I'll leave lottery out. I respect I respect your honesty. You know, I respect your I'll, honesty. I'll no, leave the lottery out. No, no, go ahead. Go because, ahead. Listen, in all candor, if I had the means, I would make changes um, that only financial could do. And I mean I would. There are some people's living conditions I would address because I'd have enough. Uh, but that's not the case. 
And so the other wish, genie in the bottle, is that um, if we can figure out how to get beyond the eyes, beyond the speak, beyond the glass smiles, and get to the soul of the matter, self first, because um, if you're not honest with yourself, don't expect him to be honest with you. Score Rosenberg Radio, a jewel is being dropped in the last segment of this podcast. Could you repeat that? Sure. My friend. More often, um, they talk about fake people. Okay. So a politician of sorts needs you for one thing, election day, your vote. If they drop $25, $75 for that day, if you break that $25 down into all the days of drudgery, agony, pain, suffering, um, failure, whatever it is that you say has happened, you have to tell me, was that $25 worth it? Yeah, it's not. Right. And so how did that $25 become the supplement? Well, it had to be a smile. They had to have said something that appeased something that mm. you think is foundational. But then that means that you potentially, my belief is, you've devoided yourself from what's your real challenges because you've suppressed. I mean, you've got somebody in front of you. You want to know why crime is there. Well, ask them. And if you don't get the answer, you don't vote for them? Mm. I mean, it doesn't make sense. Mm. Or, or people you do know, and we put them in office, and we leave them to fend for themselves in this cruel, vicious environment. Unknown. And then we want you, <laughs> and then we turn around, we want you to, teachers, the classic example is schools. Here's my child, I'm sending you a child, broken and firm, um, potentially unloved, emotionally deficit, but send me back a doctor. Good luck on that. Yeah. Good luck on that. You don't go to uh, homeschool, you don't go and work with a child, report cards, but you want me to send back a doctor. It's not gonna work that way. So if you're not willing to invest in this process, and if, and if anything you're gonna invest in, I mean, you work until you're uh, eligible to retire, you slave for that job, but you won't slave for this condition that actually sets the tone on how we exist in this environment, then we have a problem. We have a real problem. Politics, and actually it's not politics, governance. There's two different and distinct um, pillars here. Between politics and governance. Governance. Governance is when City Hall and all of its reporting departments, police, fire, and all those operate 24-7, nonstop. Eight o'clock in the morning, it opens. Four o'clock at night, it closes. Police department kicks in at that hour. The next morning, everything that happens, Monday happens, Tuesday happens, Wednesday. That's governance, that's the way that works. That's the rules, that's the law. The politics is the people who do the give to get, the quid pro quos, in order to get these things executed, in order to perform a specific task for a specific body of people in order to stay in office. That's the politics, separate the two. <clears throat> so if the governance works and is functional every day, then the politics really don't matter. But when we let the politics appear to be more than what it is, 
then the obscurity between what is governance and politics becomes very difficult for us to understand, manage, and comprehend. Wow. And therefore, wow. we wind up doing the same old thing. We keep putting in somebody of the same ilk, expecting a different it's, outcome. And, it's not and we say it ain't insanity. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we say it ain't Score Rosenberg Podcast, <laughs> the Honorable Jeffrey Jones here. Thank you so much for dropping My these pleasure. jewels. Thank you. And, and really bringing, you know, just really bringing everybody, you know, into the awareness. And thank you for going on the journey that you went on. Mm. No, thank you. Because as I said before, as an outsider, I've never, I don't know you. I met you today for the first time. I've seen you. And my initial instincts are like, who's this guy? Mm -hmm. You follow? But now that I got a chance to know you, and as I talked to my buddy Damien, and we were dissecting even some of this podcast, he said, hey, I'm learning. Mm. I'm hearing okay. how I can make a difference. Oh. And that's what the show is about. We want to talk about the good in Patterson, the, 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 the differences that we can all make right. as an individual. So thank you so much for being vulnerable. Thank you for sharing what you're sharing. SQR Podcast, Score Rosenberg Radio. We're going to have this up on the SoundCloud ASAP. People, realize that in your world, you can be inspired. You can stand on shoulders and make an impact. Score Rosenberg Radio, the Honorable Jeffrey Jones. Once again, thank you so much thank for you. being here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. One.